Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. As per usual, I am back in my home recording space. I am not joined by my very co-host Slade because my human co-hosts from last week are still here and uh, Slade's got to do his second most important job, which is to protect them. You know, it's funny, usually wherever one of us goes, myself or Mrs. Sensei, wherever we go, uh, you can usually find Slade. Now, at the kids, usually you find the, wherever you find the kids, it's where you find Slade. But nonetheless, I'm wearing a little bit more of the Everyday We Train line. Uh, again, another one of the cool shirts I like. I'm actually wearing the shorts too, but you can't see that. Um, and I don't know of a way to stand up in a way that you can see it on the camera. But so everything's super comfortable. Uh, everything's cut really, really well. I like it all. So again, check it out, tiegear.com. So without further ado, let's do what we usually do, and that is let's get into a mindset for the week. So there's a, a, obviously you guys know on social media, there's a bunch of things that I follow. And generally what I see suggested for me is either martial arts related, fight related, which is kind of you know, part and parcel of the same thing, fitness related or motivation related. It's usually somewhere in that umbrella is where uh, my traffic on my social media tends to lie. And there's a gentleman that I talked about a, f a few episodes ago, maybe a few months ago, actually, now that I think about it, a gentleman by the name of Ed Milet. And Ed uh, 
motivator, businessman, entrepreneur, you know, all in all, just a pretty interesting guy. Really great tale. Uh, I'm in the midst of his book, The Power of One More, which I spoke about on the podcast before. But nonetheless, um, I saw a clip that he put up. And it was him giving a speech to a bunch of people. And it was really, really wonderful. And I wanted to explore the thought that he gave out in that clip. So basically, he was talking about a familiar idea, something that I'm sure we've all heard about previously. Uh, the idea that when you die eventually and you get to that that uh you know the pearly gates there and then the question becomes are you going north are you going south are you going heaven or hell and the first thing that you do is that you meet the person that you could have become so i believe we've all heard similar uh versions of of this thought process the idea that you know uh, hell could be you know you get to meet who you would have become if you had made all the right choices and so forth. Um, and Ed explored it a little bit differently. And it'll lead me into my mindset for the week. He goes, you know, I uh, I hope that when I'm introduced to that version of me, you know, like who I was supposed to become, who I was destined to become, if I was, you know, if I worked hard enough, if I grinded enough, if I was, was selfless enough, if I did all of the right things enough, I hope that I meet that person and we're identical twins. Right, that you know, I, I'm that I'm talking to him, and I'm like, man, I've been chasing you my whole life, and he looks at me and he goes, yeah, man, I've been watching, and good job, good job, you know, and the reason that this thought process is around, the reason that that this what what this whole idea represents is the idea of potential, and potential is an incredibly powerful thing when treated the right way. And it's also a very frightening thing, and I'll explore both. So potential is one of the greatest things that we have as human beings. And as a result, it also has the ability to be one of the scariest things that we, that we have in our lives, right? Because there's the old adage, there's nothing sadder in life and then wasted potential, right? Nothing sadder in life than wasted potential. So why? Why is it such a scary thought? I mean, I, I think about it in the twofold process. As someone who coaches others, I think about that thought for myself, of course, about making sure that I'm living up to my own potential, that I remain a student, that I keep training under my instructors, that I keep exploring and expanding my horizons, that I make sure that my skills continue to get better, that I make sure that my, the way I teach and the way I organize and the way I teach others to teach gets better and better and better. You know, I have these big term, long term visions of what I'd love for my school to become. You know, I, I've I'm on my way there, which is a nice thing. But of course, you, you never be satisfied. That we've talked about that just recently. But nonetheless, when it comes to this whole mindset of potential, right, I also view it through the landscape of my students. In other words, I know I can look at a person and I can see the potential that's there. Right? I see, you know, and I see it in snippets at first. You know, all of a sudden that kid who couldn't sit still, who really didn't pay attention well, who was so energetic that they couldn't calm themselves. All of a sudden, I see that, that, that brief moment, that little moment in time where that kid is sitting the best in the whole class, where they're putting a real stern, serious look on their face, where they're putting in all this effort. And I'm like, oh, that's who that kid can be. That's just like the tip of the iceberg of who that kid can be. Because if that kid can find that now, when they're just learning, to be this person, 
then this is just the beginning. Imagine if that kid explores that best version of themselves that they have this much of. If they explore that best version for weeks, for months, for years. Imagine how amazing that little, that little bit of potential could become. It's incredible. It's mind-boggling to think about that that little moment in time, if captured correctly, if remotivated correctly, if pushed correctly, can become something incredible. And that is such a beautiful thing when we think about it that way. And it's my job and my team of instructors' jobs as instructors to think that way, to find that little bit of potential, to find that little moment that that kid gives us or that adult who came to us because they've never liked working out. They've never enjoyed it ever. And now they're at a place physically in their life where they're not happy. And as a result, psychologically, they're not happy. And as a result, they feel their quality of life is diminished. So they come to us because they believe that we can help them find a workout that they love. We believe that they can, that we can help them, help guide them to a better version of themselves, to a higher level of happiness and all this. And like I said, most of the people who come to us don't come to us because they're fitness enthusiasts who absolutely love to work out. You know, there are some of those people that come to us, don't, don't get me wrong, that definitely. But the vast majority of people that come to us as, in terms of martial arts are people who tried the traditional form of working out and they didn't love it. They weren't motivated. They didn't have all of this. Right? And those people, I feel like, have the greatest transition in martial arts. Because what they find in martial arts is that moment that I discussed with that little kid who sat down so perfectly. But for an adult, it's a little bit different. It's that time where you see them and they push out that one extra push-up. Or they're exhausted, but they throw that one more kick as hard as they can. They are someone who found the want to push, who found the want to better themselves. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because now we helped guide them to a path where they were able to discover a better version of themselves. I mean, think about it. When it came to that little kid, when it came to that adult, I didn't get in there and do it for him. I wasn't the puppeteer pulling the strings. That isn't how it worked. Instead, I just created an environment and I cultivated it an atmosphere, a culture where they found that potential within themselves. Now, they found it. It's there. They may or may not like that feeling, but what they like is the results of that feeling. So it's on me and my team to find those moments, to push those moments, to love those moments, to encourage those moments, because that way we can help that person explore that potential. Because I look at the people who won my last two 90-day challenges, and both of them started martial arts sitting on the bench watching their kids. Both these dads, combined between the two of them, lost over 70 pounds between the two of them, right? And both of them were in my lobby for a while, watching. They were watching their kid, one of them was watching their wife, and then they came on board. And both of them made lifestyle changes. And they both lost, they lost over 30 pounds each, like I said, over a collective 70 pounds, which is more than like, it's funny, they have uh, between them three kids and 70 pounds is almost as much as like all their kids weigh. So like collectively they lost the mass of like almost all their kids combined, which is kind of crazy when you think about it in that perspective. But nonetheless, right, they found an environment. They found a place. These are not guys who like love to work out. 
Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I have those guys. Those people come in too. But the majority of people, because here's the thing, only 10% of America exercises on a given day. That's it. 10%. So that means there's 90% who don't. So of those 90%, those 90%, there's a much greater likelihood that 9 out of 10 is going to walk in my door than that 1 out of 10, right? Just thinking statistically. Now, don't get me wrong, the 1 out of 10 comes in my room and they, they thrive as well. The 9 out of 10, they find that potential and they explore that potential and they are in an environment and a group and a culture that cultivates that potential, that pushes them to push themselves that pushes them to see what they're truly capable of. They may not have been aware of the level they were capable of until they found this room, until they found the partners, until they found the culture that welcomed them and didn't make them feel like an outcast for not already being in shape, but instead who encouraged them every step of the way, who was proud of them every step of the way. The same is true for the kids, right? Those kids that come into my room that, you know, their teachers can't get a hold of them. Their coaches can't get a hold of them. The violin teacher, all these teachers struggle with them, struggle, completely struggle with them. And then they find a room where, again, the culture encourages them. It encourages them to find that little moment of potential, explore it, and expand upon it. And that is a beautiful thing. It's in that moment that growth occurs. It's in that culture that we find Right? We, not me, not them, us together, all of us, find that best version of themselves, that taste of who they were meant to be. And then together we cultivate the environment to help bring out even better and an even better version. Now, that's all the positive side of potential because we all have potential and tons of it, right? Like we all have these dreams and things that, that we aspire to do. And I'm no different than the other. I have dreams and aspirations as well. And I work on them. And some, so many people think that they dream too big, that they could never accomplish their dreams. And that mindset goes back to the idea of fear, which is what we're going to touch on now. Because what makes potential sad, what makes potential scary, what makes potential a negative is the wasting of it. Right? Because, like I said, so often people look at their big dreams in front of them, the big things that they want to accomplish. And they, they think it's too big. They think it's not for them. Right? They think they're not the person who can accomplish that thing. They don't know. They don't know. Right? I mean, think about it. If you think that you could be the world, you could be a great stand-up comedian. You think, oh, man, I'm funny. I could be an amazing stand-up comedian. I could be really awesome at it. But you never go to an open mic and get up on stage. Do you really think so? Better question. What are you afraid of? And therein lies, the, that, that's the whole issue right there, right? People who are curious about martial arts and oh, I think that'd be fun. And I, I think, I think I could do it. And I think it would get me in great shape, but you know what? I got to get in better shape first. What are you afraid of? That's like eating before you go to a restaurant. It doesn't make any sense, right? See, and the same is true for so many other ventures. There's so many amazing things you can accomplish in life, but we're stopped by that moment right there. And that moment right there is simply, is simply fear, right? It's simply fear. See, and that, that's where potential gets scary. Potential gets scary when we think about potentially not reaching it. When we think about potentially falling short. Because we might think we've got a little bit of something for this or a little bit of something for that. You know, oh, I've got a little bit of talent. 
for music or I got a little bit of talent for comedy or I got a little bit of talent for cooking or whatever, talking, podcast, martial arts, you name it, right? I have a little bit, I think I might have a little bit of talent for that. Mm. What if I don't? And we know how dangerous those two words and put it in conjunction, what if you put those two together, right? Scary thought, scary, scary thought, right? But here's the thing. You'll never know if you don't try. Simple as that. You'll never know. You'll never, ever know if you don't try. And here's the thing. All the people that you look up to, that you respect, all the success stories that you think about, they're only successful because they actually made the attempt, right? They're not successful because of magic, right? Think about it. Every singer that you think of, that you think of when you think of a great singer, someone who's got an incredible voice or whatever, they weren't just born on third, third base and thought they had a triple. Don't get me wrong. There are some people who had, you know, greater connections to the industry and so forth. Yeah, but you could have the greatest connections, uh, connections to the industry in the world and drop one single and then never drop another one, right? If you guys are, are my age, you can think back to the 80s and 90s when every like famous person like had to have a, a, a song, like you had to drop a song. Eddie Murphy, party all the time, case in point, right? There's a reason that Eddie Murphy never, ever, ever put another song out because Eddie Murphy should not be singing, right? The same is true for Don Johnson and Heartbeat, right? And I, I can give you more of these if you want, but because I'm a fountain weird things like this. But anyway, nonetheless, right? You could have all the connections in the world, but if the product you're putting out isn't of a high quality, it doesn't matter, right? Here's a good example of this, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus had great connections to the musical industry. Obviously, her father, famous singer. But if she was not as talented as she is, she would have gone nowhere in her career. And she's very talented. And she works at it very hard. And she does amazing things with it. I mean, I, I was very interested to hear her story on the Joe Rogan podcast a few months ago. I, you know, he's an interesting guy, Joe Rogan, in that way. Like, so many people I didn't think I'd be interested to hear their story uh, wind up being the most interesting to me. But nonetheless, so listen to that episode. You know, interesting story and interesting to hear about the work she puts in to cultivating her gift. But again, she had potential. But she worked on the potential. She put herself out there. Listen, she could have put herself out there and she could have flopped, but at least she would have known. And that's the key thing, because you never know until you know. You never know until you know. It's one of the greatest things I've ever been taught. Actually, a quote of Shyam Gravina that I've given out a couple of times because it's so powerful to me and I, I love it so much. He was talking to a father about, you know, uh, putting his kid into the next level class or whatever. And the father's like, oh, you don't know how to do any of that stuff. Sian looks at him and he goes, did he know how to walk before he walked? Did he know how to swim before he swam? What did he know how to do in the world until he did it? You don't know what, you don't know until you know. All right? And that's the truth about anything, right? You could have an inkling of an idea thinking that you know that, oh, maybe, maybe I could be a good singer. Maybe I could be a good comedian. Maybe I could be a good cook. But until you put yourself out there and try, you'll never know. And you'll be haunted by that horrible, horrible question. What if? Because everybody you know who's accomplished something big in their life, they didn't get there without putting themselves out there somehow, without taking a small leap of faith.
And that's all potential is. Potential is the reason to take a leap of faith. Right? Now, here's the thing. You might be Icarus. You might fly too, too close to the sun, and you might fall. That's okay. Because so long as you do things in a, in, in a sane fashion, you can bounce right back. Oh, man, I think I could be a good comedian. All right, let's go to an open mic night. Go to an open mic night. You try it, you fall on your face. Okay, I tried. I was wrong. It happens. You're a human being. You're allowed to bounce back. Now, am I saying quit your full-time job, go on a comedy tour, even though you've never done an open mic night? Of course not. That's, that's ridiculous. Right? If you do things in a sound math method like that, where you say to yourself, okay, this is the first logical step. Let me do it. You know what? Let me do it a couple of times. Because maybe that open first open mic night, you realize, okay, I thought I was preparing. I wasn't preparing. Okay, you do it a couple of times. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine, ten. Because what's the risk of going to an open mic night? Or going up, you know, to do an open mic night for singing or something like that. Or cooking meals for your friends. What's the, what's the worst that happens? Oh, man, I cooked some meals for my friends. It didn't come out well. Oh, well, Uber Eats. <laughs> like, no big deal. Right? The, the, the risk is so small to taking that first step. And at least you'll know. Because potential is scary when we think about wasting it. It's extraordinarily scary when we think about wasting it. And that's why that first step is so worthwhile. That's why exploring it, even that little bit, finding that first little moment, is such a big deal. Because the worst thing that could ever happen is that you have that question in your mind. You think you have that little bit of potential and you never explore it. Because if you never take that chance in your life, if you never take that stride, someday you're going to have people that look up to you, whether it's your own kids, whether it's nieces and nephews, little cousins, employees, whatever. You're going to have people that look up to you. And how can you encourage those people to take that little chance to explore that little bit of potential they think they have? If you never did it, if you never put yourself out there, right? There's so many things that I did in my martial arts career. So that way, when I, being an instructor now, I can say to my students, yeah, I did that. I tried that. It wasn't for me personally, but at least now I understand this process. I understand this thought. I understand this feeling. I understand what you're going through to do it, right? And collectively, at least having that experience is a tremendous, tremendous thing. Because you have, if you have someone who looks up to you, who's thinking about doing something that's a little scary, and you've always had that thought in your back of the mind, your mind who's a, that's a little scary too that you never explored, how are you going to tell them to do this? How are you going to tell them to do what you didn't? The words will never come out right. right. If you think about it, a parent that smokes can't tell their kids not to smoke because kids watch what you do, they don't watch what you say. Right? A parent who is obese can't tell their kids to eat healthy. I've seen it. It's terrible. Like, there's no way possible. I, the, the kid will never, they'll never understand why is there a rule for me, but not for thee. Like I, and they can't process it. And then when the kid ex escapes the grasp of that parent, when they get old enough to, or, or mature enough or whatever, or they have the opportunity to be outside that parent, they'll always make the wrong choice because the parent created a taboo around something that was good enough for them. Right? The parent who smokes, their kid, when given the opportunity, if given the opportunity away from mom and dad, will always find out, mm, let me see why mom and dad do this. 
right? That kid who mom and dad are obese and they tell the kid they got to eat healthy, as soon as that kid has the opportunity to eat away from mom and dad, they're going to eat like garbage because mom and dad created a, a taboo, right? Similarly, how are you ever going to tell someone to explore their own potential if you never explored yours? So take that little leap of faith. Explore that little bit of potential you think you have because you never know what lies on the other side. The worst case scenario is you try it and you were wrong. That's okay. You're human. You're not, I'm not asking you to dedicate your whole life to this one thing. I'd say, throw that first thing out there. Take that first little step. Because if you explore the potential, you never know where it might lead. There's all sorts of amazing things that could be on the other side. Right? So if you've been sitting on the sidelines for a little too long, waiting to take that first step, this is your invitation. I'm officially inviting you to take that first step. If it's on my mat, great. Right? I'm happy to help you. If it's somewhere else, I'm happy to inspire you. But either way, take that first step. Trust me, at least you'll have answers, if nothing else. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at, e at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tskSmithtown.com. Right. With that, right. with that in mind, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can go to my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli to see everywhere I'm on the internet. Uh, that includes everything Tiger Showman's, some of the sponsors and so forth, as well as Flex Fights. Make sure that you guys tune in this coming Saturday. Right, we have our next Flex Fights, Flex Fights 24 Beach Battle. Make sure you guys tune in. Again, go to my link tree for more information on that. There you can get information on the pay-per-view and on tickets. You can be there in person. Great. If not, tune into the pay-per-view. I'll be your voice for the night. Other than that, my friends, until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on that.